There was a national poll that was released uh, by the Institute of Politics at Harvard Kennedy School, um, and and the the poll focused on eighteen to twenty nine year olds, and it talked about President Biden's approval rating. Uh, it talked about matchups between Biden and, and Trump and, and what happens when you bring independence into it. It was really interesting. Um, I saw a couple of things out there on it, and, and I wanted to get a chance to visit with those individuals involved with it. Uh, Ethan Jasney is the student chair of the Harvard Public Opinion Project at the Institute of Polit- Politics, which conducts the nation's most comprehensive poll of young Americans every semester, and he's willing to give us some time. Ethan, good to have you on News and Views. Yeah, thanks so much for having me, Joel. What prompted this poll? Yeah, so every uh, every semester, uh, twice a year, what we'll do a poll of young Americans, and with this poll, our, our goal was really to take our, our first look of 20, at 2024, even though it's still early. Um, and yeah, as you were talking about, I think some of the results are pretty striking, where we see the the current president having a you know pretty solid lead over President Trump, especially when you only look at likely voters. But you do see um, young Americans looking um, less disengaged, less likely to vote in twenty twenty four compared to four years ago. Was there any indication why? Uh, you know, was it just the passion last time of what was going on, or or why did young people say, and they, did they get the opportunity to tell you why they're they're less enthused? Well, I think one thing to point to is we asked um, for people who are voting, who say they're going to vote for President Biden, like, did you, are you voting for President Biden more because you support his policies and vision for America or more to stop President Trump from becoming president? And on that question, Biden voters are far more likely to say that they're voting for him because they want to vote against President Trump, right? Um, and it's sort of the, the inverse for Republicans, where they say they're more likely to vote for Trump because they support his policies and vision. Um, and so I think at this point in the cycle, um, we haven't really gotten to the point where um, that, that sort of choice between you know, Biden and Trump is, is very clear because you know, Trump's sort of been hidden from the news. So I think it's possible that as that, that choice becomes clearer, you'll see more young Americans um, become engaged. But I, I don't think that's, that's totally clear at this point. Okay. So, I mean, polls are, are snapshots in time. I, I understand that. But some of what you did in this poll was you – you took third elements and you injected those in. Uh, I saw Robert Kennedy Jr., Joe Manchin, uh, Cornell West, uh, some of those individuals put forward. And when you did that, the numbers got even worse for Joe Biden. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, what you know, what's concerning there for Biden is that he's most of the, the, the vote that is going to these third parties right now is coming from himself. So, for example, um, uh, for RFK Jr., right, um, 39% of the supporters of RFK say they would have voted for Biden in a two-way race compared to only 21% for Trump. Um, and so, yeah, that's, you know, that, that means that his margins are getting tighter when those third-party candidates are considered. Now, I don't know how, how real that is um, because, you know, I, I think a lot of people just don't know, you know, really what the policies of RFK are as well as Cornell West and Joe Manchin. So it's possible that as, you know, the race becomes more, you know, more of a big deal when these candidates are sort of put out into the open, that changes. But at least for now, that has to be a concern for the president. So when when you look at all of this, did you think about adding a, a Liz Cheney into the poll? Because, I mean, there's no question in my mind, and there was always these debates over whether or not uh, it took votes from the left or the right. But 
to me, there's no question, and your poll clearly shows it, that if Robert F. Kennedy Jr. was in this race, he's going to draw numbers from the left. I mean, that's that's naturally where the votes are going to go for you know a, a son of someone like Bobby Kennedy. That being said, have you have you thought about whether or not uh, Liz Cheney should be included because she's out there with her new book now, uh, you know, and she's claiming she's thinking about making the race. Yeah, I know there's there's buzz around her. Yeah, in retrospect, we probably would have would have added her as well. I mean, we did have Joe Manchin, who sort of feels a somewhat potentially similar angle, you know, as a as a conservative Democrat, um, but sort of in that that center of the lane track, which you know RFK really isn't trying to take up. Right, he's more, I think, in a lot of ways, further to the right. Um, but yeah, you see like Joe Manchin pulling more support from Biden and Trump than I imagine. That yeah, it would be similar with Liz Cheney. Um, the question is like how significant, um, like like what proportion of the vote did she actually get, if anything, um, and, and would that be enough to make a difference? See, to me, and I'm curious what you think about this, Ethan. When when you look at uh, young people and what they think about a specific candidate, once they're down to two candidates, what your poll shows could change. Uh, I get that, I understand that, but what your poll shows to me that if I were Joe Biden, I'd be the most nervous about. It isn't my numbers up against a, a Donald Trump. It, it's the fact that they don't want to vote. It's the fact that they're yeah. lethargic. And those are the numbers that, if you look historically, my guess would be those don't change a lot between now and, and the fall of 2023. Yeah, yeah. I think that's, that's precisely the, the biggest concern, right? His margins aren't bad, and we'll see how big the third-party threat is as we get closer to the election. But but yeah, really, it's, it's the, the enthusiasm problem. Uh, those who say that our elected vote is down eight points relative to, to four years ago. And it's particularly down among young Black and Hispanic Americans. So it's really an issue of officially engaging those individuals. Um, what's more, uh, you know, the proportion of young people who are identifying as Democrats has slipped. It slipped five points relative to four years ago. Um, and so even though Democrats themselves um, say that they're elected to vote in similar margins as, as four years ago. Um, those Democrats, some, some Democrats have become independents, and the independents are like 10 points less likely to vote. Um, so, yeah, there's sort of a, a fleeting enthusiasm there. And, and given how important you know young voters were for Biden in 2020, as well as for Democrats in 2022, that could be a real problem. Yeah. And of course, I meant the fall of, of 2024 is, is, you know, there's time in between now and then, but the enthusiasm, I'm, I'm looking at, at some of this you know, some of the key takeaways. Fewer young Americans plan on voting in 2024. Most of the decline comes from young Republican and independent voters. Uh, the number of young Americans between 18 and 29 years old um, who were definitely plan on voting for president has decreased. Now, this is a significant change that your poll shows from 57% to 49%. And so there was always... The, the fact that young people didn't turn out to vote at, at the same rate, at the same percentage that the elderly did. But the last election, there was a record number of young people voting. And and that made the difference. Yeah. I mean, in, in those swing states, that was a huge factor, Ethan. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's, that's an important bit of context is that, yeah, the 2020 numbers were, were record high. So, you know, it's not like, uh, you know, these numbers we're seeing now are, you know, terrible. Um, you know, relative to the previous years. But, you know, relative to 2020, when, yeah, those voters were so huge in swing states like Michigan and Wisconsin, and you, you even saw that 
that youth energy and like the 2023, like Wisconsin um, Supreme Court election, right, where you had huge turnout in college campuses, I think, uh, largely made to, to organizers in the state. Um, and so, yeah, that, that vote is that youth vote is just so important in those swing states. And so if you're not able to mask the 2020 numbers, you're going to have to make it up, you know, somewhere because those those margins are so tight. Well, in the Wisconsin Supreme Court race was about abortion. I mean, it, it yeah. really was. And, and of course, we know that that, you know, the the a big majority of young people believe a woman's right to choose is something that should should have and, and should continue. Um, you, you did get specific in, in some of the issues that you look at here uh, in regards to what what young people are passionate about. But in the end, the number didn't show that they were passionate enough to get off their butt and go vote about it. Over 35% of young Americans affiliate with the Democratic Party, 26% with the Republican Party. Uh, I would guess, Ethan, that that number in previous elections was wider. Uh, well, yeah, so it's right that the, the proportion of Democrats has decreased over time, um, over the past five, six years. Um, we've seen that. Um, to your to your point on abortion, though, we, we had... Uh, some questions looking directly at that, and I think that's right. That that would be a, just an absolutely massive, uh, you know, turnout issue for for young voters and young, young Democrats in 2024. Um, we found that nearly two thirds of young people say that um, access to reproductive health care is important in choosing which state to live in. So it's not just a matter of like, you know, voting at the ballot box, but abortion is really affecting like very basic issues in people's lives, such as where they want to live. We also found that like nearly a quarter uh, of young Americans who are not committed to voting for president in 2024, so who don't say they're definitely going to vote, around a quarter of them said that they would definitely vote in a state abortion referendum. And, you know, a lot of, you know, uh, Democrats have been trying to get those on the ballot in 2024 and before then. So if those types of things from the ballot, that could be a motivator as well, even if the presidential election isn't. Ethan, I can understand if you got something you're going to, and I appreciate the time, but can you stay on through this break? Can I visit with you a little bit more? Yeah, for sure. Okay, Ethan Jasney, ladies and gentlemen, chair of the Harvard Youth Poll. Um, uh, well, you know, we'll get a chance to visit with him about a little bit more. I really appreciate Ethan Jasney hanging with us. He's the student chair of the Harvard Public Opinion Project. They did uh, the Institute of Politics. They did a, a poll out there on young people, where they're at in the nation. And uh, Ethan, one of the reasons I wanted to to visit with you just a little bit more is because I, I'm curious if if in the poll there were any indications whatsoever over motivation. If there was anything out there that would get that same passion level as to where it was in the last presidential election, yeah, um, that that's a great question. So, one one theme we had uh, this semester really dug at, you know, what what can we do to get people more likely to vote? And we were sort of looking, you know, beyond you know partisan politics because you know, there's lots of discussion of of that. Just you know, more more nonpartisan get out the vote tactics. And what we found is that I think in a lot of ways it seems like high school civic education um, isn't doing enough to prepare young Americans to vote. So while a majority say that um, high school education prepared people to, to learn about and understand the importance of their vote, um, less than a majority say that they were prepared in terms of how to register to vote, when voting deadlines are, how to research candidates and ballot issues. Um, and, and really substantial majorities of young Americans say that. Things like reminders about voting deadlines, nonpartisan voter guides, 
um, nonpartisan how to vote trainings would be would be useful um, when when deciding whether and for whom to vote in 2024. So beyond just like the enthusiasm of candidates, which can be you know something that something that's difficult to change, I think there are also just like practical things um, that can be done to get people more likely to vote regardless of their partisanship. Did you break the poll down at all? Because both you and I know that, you know, the the passion or the, the voting separation in North Dakota, South Dakota, it doesn't really matter much. Those states are going to go red. Did you break it down at all by what I would call those swing states, those seven states that are going to determine this election? Yeah, yeah, we did. So we have um, you know, a proportion of our, our sample broken up into people from blue states, red states, swing states. Um, in general, uh, the swing state numbers track fairly closely, I believe, to the the top line, um, you know, Biden versus Trump numbers. And as you'd expect in, you know, blue states, people are, you know, more supportive of, of the current president, more likely to, you know, uh, support, um, you know, access to reproductive health care and things like that. Uh, you know, in, in red states, you know, not, not as much, but but obviously, you know, as we get closer, we're going to keep focusing in on that, you know, uh, the people in, in battleground states, because those all, you know, as we said, you know, there's only going to be probably five or six states that really decide this election, at least the way it's currently looking. So obviously, you know, honing in on that is important. Okay. Ethan, thank you. Uh, I, I think if I read this poll and I was uh, Joe Biden, who I just, you know, most people know I voted for over Donald Trump last time, I'd be very nervous. I think this poll would make me very nervous. So there'd, there'd have to be a real emphasis on getting the passion of young people out there and and that can be a hard thing to do once they've made their mind up another way. So thank thank you, Ethan. I appreciate you coming on. Of course. Thanks so much for having me. You bet. Ethan Jasney, ladies and gentlemen. Um, you know, does that surprise you? Because there's one thing about young people that I think is very consistent, and that is the number of young people that are Republicans is significantly less uh, than young people that are Democrats. But – the number of young people that are Republicans are as solid as a foundation on a home. Uh, they vote Republican, and they will always vote Republican, and they vote. They do. They don't just check out. Now, Democrats that are young tend to switch their vote, tend to look at it uh, towards independence, tend to look at it uh, much more, I don't want to say cavalier, but much more with where they're at at that point in their life at that time. And so that's always been the case. You might have more Democrats, but they sure aren't necessarily voting Democrat. They're much more independent-minded.